Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody. Welcome along. It is the day one of the actual action. The day one of this uh, test daily. India taking on England in Chennai in this first test match. We've just seen the end of the first day's play. I'd say it's probably advantage England after uh, Joe Root in his 100th test match. Is 128 not out. To talk about the first day's play, the team selections and all things day one of this series, I'm joined by Neil Varani, who's representing India on these uh, test dailies, and Ash and Sam, who are our England badgers. And I'll start with uh, you, Sam, because this was a big day. We've talked about this test series for so long. We were worried about whether England could kind of counter India. Obviously, it's day one out of uh, potentially 20 days in this series, so it's too early to start thinking that it's job done. But at 263 for three, at close of play on day one, there was the unfortunate dismissal of Dom Sibley right at the end of the day, which just kind of tarnished it a little bit. But England will be very happy, I think, with their first day's work. Yeah, it's easy this play in India, Mark James. I'm not sure what everyone was really worried about. They made it, but no, in all seriousness, what a day for England. And yeah, as you say, the Dom Sibley's dismissal maybe takes, say you had a few cherries on top, but it takes one of them. And it's a shame for him because he deserved 100, you know, batting all the way. He, he has that role. He knows his role in the side. He needs an anchor, a bit like Nick Compton did last time with Alistair Cook alongside him. So a bit disappointing from him, but yeah, Joe Root. I mean, you run out of words, really. And I, I can't claim the, to have made this point myself, but I was just listening to Sir Alistair Cook saying how much there might have been a little bit of pressure on him, more pressure because he sat in his hotel room talking, having to talk about how big an occasion it is. And he was a bit uncomfortable bigging himself up, but everyone wanted to talk him talk to him about this 100th test. And suddenly he was out there with all eyes on him, really. He's, he's in brilliant form, but sometimes not work against you but because of the weight of runs he scored in Sri Lanka I suppose we were just expecting him to carry on and that is much easier said than done but he has and brilliant day yeah, I mean, there were signs, Sam, early on in his innings, I think. And yeah, we saw him being presented with his silver cap from Ed Smith and all the rounds of applause. He looked a little bit sheepish, and a little bit uncomfortable with that as well. And I think early on in his innings, he, he did look a little bit scratchy. Maybe that was the nerves. But to finish the day, in your 100th test match, 128 not out, he joins 68 previous players who play 100 test matches. And uh, he joins a very select band that have scored a century 
in their 100th Test match. I mean, this goes down when Joe Root looks back at his career, Sam. This will go down as one of the as one of the good days, won't it? I think that is certainly one way of looking at it. Yeah, he do, he strikes me as someone who doesn't particularly enjoy the the personal accolades. So yeah, I think there was probably an element of embarrassment about that. But the shot, the man, I mean, how does one manage to hit it out of the ground for six with cramp? He was basically on on the floor at the end of the day. Body must be completely dehydrated, still managing to hit it out of the ground for, for six runs, which just shows the form he's in. So I, I think, yeah, that really is. Anyone who makes a hundred plays a hundred tests will remember it anyway. But this will be make it just that little bit more special for him, and he deserves it. Most of us Ash would struggle to uh, hit the ball out of the grounds when we were fully fit and firing early on in the day, wouldn't we? But uh, Joe Root's been fantastic today. He's going to take all of the headlines. But let's uh, start off with Dom Sibley. He looked like a rabbit in the headlights against Sri Lanka. The first three innings he played on that tour, he looked all at sea against spin. He's obviously done a, a hell of a lot of work against spin bowling to try and get himself into some kind of shape ahead of this series. And for him to get 87 today, he goes about it his way. He is not going to be the poster boy in many young person's bedroom, but he plays a vital role in this England side when he's playing like that. Tom Sibley is, is, I guess, in a sense, our version of Pajara. He, he's going to stand there, he's going to bat time, he's going to bat long, and that's what he's there for. He, he is there to feast. He isn't there to get a scratchy 20, 30, 40 quickly. He wants to be there for two, 300 balls and see see what he can get on the board in terms of time as much as it is runs for England. And I think that's fantastic. And he, he seems to learn so quickly, as Sam said. He, it's astounding how these apparent faults that he has within a few games, he's turning them around. He's showing that he's clearly working exceptionally hard. He's improved his fitness. He's improving his technique. It's hard to see him losing out on that spot in the England team because he, he seems to be Mr. Reliable and Mr. Dependable when it comes to opening the innings for England. Ash, score on the doors is 263 for three. It looks like a decent batting track. There wasn't too much for the bowlers in that today. It's important that England don't just kind of rest on that 263 for three, but they actually try and catapult themselves on again tomorrow morning. Joe Root's going to be key, but obviously with Ben Stokes and Ollie Pope and Josh Butler still to come, there's power to add to that. And I was on commentary today. We're saying, you know, if they could get to 500, then they kind of like lay down a flag and can then you know, potentially put pressure on India. But they need to carry on, don't they? They can't just kind of turn 263 for three into 380 all out and expect everything to be OK. Yeah, we still need a big total from here. But a big total's got to be 480, 500 plus. And I think they've got the players there to do it. We just need them to knuckle down tomorrow and go again. The pitch hasn't offered much. It hasn't been particularly great for it either type of bowler but I also don't think India have necessarily been particularly great with the ball and have maybe been a little bit slack at times and allowed Root and Sibley to to go about the game the way they wanted to be fair I think it's going to come down to probably England if they can trying to bat most of if not all of tomorrow and get a score on the board whereby you're saying to India Luke it's either draw or collapse and we win and I think that'll be what Root and Silverwood will probably be saying tonight to the players it's not a job done it's not even half a job done we need to go again tomorrow and we need to take advantage of this now we'll talk about some of the England selections in a bit but I'm going to bring Neil in who's obviously the Indian fan badger on today's podcast and Neil that was a big toss I think for Joe Root to win earlier on today for England to win it to get some runs on the board after choosing to bat first they've got themselves into the series but as I say you know, it's not job done but how do you rate India's performance today? I thought parts of it were good and I thought parts of it were a little bit slack. I think England 
having won the toss, that was huge. At the end of the day's play, after seeing how the pitch played, they were pretty much on a hiding to nothing. They did everything right, but um, it could, could only really have gone uh, gone wrong for them today. I thought the three main bowlers were all good. I thought the two inexperienced lads, Washington was too full and Shabazz was too short and Roos and Sibley took real advantage of them. I think if you look at the uh, the economy rates, they're both well over three. And I think Washington was actually uh, over four in the end. Um, so England really picked the bowlers to go after and on a pitch that really wasn't doing anything. The one good thing that they've done overall is they haven't let England get away. If England had been 300, 350, then it could have really been an issue. But it's only day one. And I'm sure we all remember what happened last time England played in Chennai. England put on a big score, about 470. And then Karen Nair happened and KL Rahul happened. So there's a lot that can go on. England are in a really good position. They've done everything right so far, apart from Rory Burns. There's a lot of cricket to play. Um, what England have done is, is they've given themselves a real chance to put pressure on the Indian batsman when it comes around to the second innings and potentially go on to attack a win from there. The Indian team selection, Neil, uh, no surprises towards the top end of their team. But I suppose the the areas of uh, any contention might be Washington Sundar playing. Um, Shabazz Nadim, I thought, was a surprise call. I wasn't expecting to see him play in this first Test match. And uh, Ishant Sharma obviously winning the race to play ahead of Mohamed Siraj. We spoke about that in the preview and you felt that um, Ishant should play and because of his experience. But Shabazz Nadim, um, I, I mean, it's obviously with with the benefit of hindsight, he's uh, not had his best day, I don't think, out there today. But I was, I was a bit surprised to see him included. Absolutely. From uh, the stories that I've seen on various sites, it sounded like Aksha was going to get in the team um, almost as a straight for straight for Jadeja and then pulled up injured with about half an hour to go. So Shabazz came in to keep the balance. He's a lot more of a classical um, slow left arm than Jadeja or or Aksha. And I was very disappointed in how he bowled today. He has only played one test match before. I think it was against Bangladesh and he bowled very well. But yeah, he was much too short. And Root especially is very, very good at picking up length. So he just moved back and uh, and played him around the park. And Sibley, considering where he was against Sri Lanka, has really picked that up from, I think, the way the Root plays the game against spin. He was very decisive in either moving forward or moving back and was able to play in much the same way while not being quite as attacking as Joe. You've mentioned the first Test match last time. I've mentioned earlier that you know if England end up getting 380, 400, it does open the door for India to get a big, big score and put real pressure on them later on in this game. There's every chance, I think, from that to surface. It's played fairly benignly today, but every chance that could crack up coming into days four and five. So England will want to close the door, Neil, on any chance of India sticking that pressure on them later on in this game, You know, 500, even 600. They can then start to actually sort of turn the attention on putting pressure on India, can't they then? Absolutely. And the team that England have picked is perfect for batting first and doing that. They've gone in possibly a bowler light. Um, I don't know how good Stokes is mm-hmm. to um, bowl his full quota as a fifth bowler, but they've only got four recognised bowlers out there. But it also means that batting is exceptionally strong in, in comparison. 
So if they can put on a good score and then restrict India, then come England's second innings, they can really go after it if that opportunity is there. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Alistair Cork and Ken Barrington, the only players that have scored centuries in three successive test matches in the subcontinent before. Joe Root joins that select bunch. Ken Barrington is the leading Englishman with four centuries in successive test matches. He's done that twice. So Joe Root, if he got a century in the second test, could join him on that score. Consecutive test matches, but Don Bradman leads the line in most stats when it comes to batting. But when we look at the 100 test matches, and the players that have uh, stood up and performed in their 100th test with the bat. Colin Cowdery, 104 for England against Australia. Javin Meandad, 146 for Pakistan against India. Greenwich, 149 for the Windies against England. Alex Stewart, 105 for England against the West Indies. Indamam, 184 for Pakistan against India. Ricky Ponting, 120 and 143, not out. So he got very greedy for Australia against South Africa. Graham Smith made 131 for South Africa against England and Hashim Amla 137 for South Africa against Sri Lanka. So, Sam, obviously to play 100 tests, you're going to be in the kind of like legendary status in your country. Joe Root kind of joins that gang of 69 now. But to score a century and join that select bunch in your 100th test, that is, uh, yeah, that, that's just uh, kind of boys' own stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's the stuff of dreams, isn't it? I mean, there's been talk, well, last year when his returns were slightly leaner than perhaps, the, you know, he set the bar so high. So it's well, he's, been, he's already uh, scored more runs in 2021 than he scored in 2020. Well, yeah, was he got 520 odd or something on the 5th of February? So there was, there were talk of him maybe not being part of the, the so-called Fab Four anymore, maybe Babarazam replacing him, but he is... Just shown that. No, 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 clean... no, 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 no. We keep him Babber in. Babber is beautiful. Babber is absolutely marvellous. Neil knows what I think about Babber. So if we're going to include Joe Root, we make it the Fab Five now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely. I mean, in terms of what was previously the Fab Four, the the Coley, Williamson, Smith, Root, Root seemed to, in some people's eyes, slip out of that. And Babber has obviously come through, so he is firm. I love watching him bat, particularly as a Somerset fan. But Joe Root has shown that he is definitely up there in that ilk of player i mean what's it 100 tests i think he's passed 50 69 70 times 69 times that is quite remarkable isn't it the consistency over that period there's and uh, his sweeping is just i mean i I think i've heard him do an interview i think he was asked yesterday why he was so good at the the sweep shot and i think he's quite frankly said well you know i couldn't get it off the square i didn't have the power so i had to learn uh, ways to score runs and he plays it as as well as anyone in the world at the moment i think it's frightening that he's what 
just turned 30. So in given the fitness regimes and you know, basically he goes on as long as he wants to, I think, doesn't he? I, I couldn't believe it when I heard Jonathan Agnew interview him the other day when he asked him how long, how much longer can you go on for as if he was kind of reaching sort of 40 or something like that. He was asking him questions as if he was coming towards the end. He's only halfway through really, potentially Joe Root. If he wants it, he can carry on as long as he likes. He's as fit as anybody else in that England side. And but Ash, let's go back through uh, some of the wickets that uh, England lost today. Rory Burns and uh, Dom Sibley, they'd started off really nicely. 63 for no loss. Um, you're starting to think, oh, go on, go on, boys. You can get a really, really good partnership here. They were starting to put pressure. Virat Kohli was starting to set fields that we saw actually all the way through the day where he was trying things because things weren't working with the ball. As Neil said, it was a very sort of placid track. And then Rory Burns plays that reverse sweep and you're thinking, what's going on in your head, Rory? Yeah, I, um, I don't think you'd like to, well, I don't think I'm allowed to say some of the comments that came from both me and some friends following that Rory Burns dismissal because it was simply, I guess, a brain fade from him. He's played something like, I think that was the eighth reverse sweep he's ever played. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't have played the ninth one if I was him. Yeah, because that's just not... I just don't understand what went through his mind. He was looking comfortable. England were looking good. There was no real need to go out and play it. I know some people are saying that it was quite a reasonable ball from Ashwin. It did have that little bit more about it than previous deliveries but even even so I, it was just a silly silly dismissal it, it looked to me I though, guess what's cost him yeah it looked to me Ash that he, he, he was premeditated as well you know Joe Root tends to pick up length very nicely he sweeps off length and he sweeps off balls that are just outside of his off stump really doesn't he and he, he makes sure that he gets that right and then executes the shot Rory Burns looked as if he was going down to play that shot regardless and that's not necessarily the way to play test cricket for me yeah, I totally agree. I think he'd, he'd obviously decided, right, next ball, I'm going to do it. And as you say, I don't think that's the way to go about test cricket. It might be at certain times during white ball cricket, but in test cricket, you've got to pick up each ball and treat each ball as a complete separate incident and, and work it that way. And so I can't say I was best pleased by that. And I felt almost really quite a bit sorry, actually, for Dan Lawrence because he then comes in and Jasper Brummer bowls him an absolute seed and he's having to trudge back and I would dare say Roy Burns probably owes him a bit of a pint after that one because it just it just wasn't good and at that point you started to worry we'd crumble but thankfully we did really well we built back up it was a shame to lose Sibley but again another good ball from Bumrah and it's go again tomorrow now at 63 for two, Neil, Virat Kohli was punching the air as he's, as he's prone to. India were kind of buzzing in the field and it started to look a little bit more positive. And I must admit, I, you know, from an English perspective, I've seen collapses before and you start to think, well, even on this track, England, if they lose another two or, two or three quick wickets, this could be an absolute disaster on day one. But Virat Kohli, the bowling attack... I thought the f- I just actually said on commentary, one of Virat Kohli's biggest assets as captain is that off the field, he's got them professional, he's got them fit, and he's got them fielding better than they've ever fielded before. And then the next ball went through somebody's legs, and I thought the fielding was quite poor from India today. They kind of let England off the hook a bit. A little bit, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think the fielding tended to drop off towards the end of the day after they'd spent a lot of time out in the field. Obviously, it's very, very hot in Chennai. And um, having not played a huge amount of competitive cricket outside of uh, the test series against Australia, then some of the people, um, I don't think the conditioning was quite where it would be in a a normal situation. We've seen that with other teams as well, especially the Sri Lankans in South Africa, where I think they managed to lose about six bowlers in a single test match to muscle injuries. 
yeah, the fielding was poor. I think that was Gill who let a four through uh, through his legs. Ashwin definitely looks a bit stiff at the um, at the end of the day as well. There was some good bowling when we'd gone two down and around 30, 35 overs. Seemed to be getting a bit reverse, and Ishant especially yeah. was being the bat quite regularly. But it was the the two inexperienced guys. They really seemed to let the pressure off. Um, that were it, really it was shot. almost like yeah, Coley wanted to carry on bowling Ashwin. Coley wanted to carry on bowling Bumrah and, and Ishant. But you can't do that all day, can you? You need your, your third, your fourth and fifth bowler to kind of step up. And that kind of just released the pressure a little bit because there, there was a really, as you say, sort of 30 or 40 minute period, um, sort of 30 or an hour period where Root and Sibley really had to graft. They really had to kind of knuckle down. And it was kind of snail pace. It was real pressure. Yeah, if you're going to show anything to a to a Rory Burns or any prospective Test match player, you get your rewards if you dig in and you see yourself through that troubling period. And then the runs start to flow a bit later, don't they? And uh, we saw Sibley and particularly Root kind of benefit from actually playing clever cricket. I, I, you know, Joe Root sort of stuck the sweep shot in his back pocket for a while. He wasn't going to give anything away, and the sweep shot only came out uh, when he was flowing a bit more later on and it was a testament to their two characters that they saw through that troublesome period and then added 200 for that wicket absolutely and I think we really missed Jadeja at that point yeah because his bowling is very very accurate even if there's nothing coming out of the pitch which is when he looks his most dangerous in terms of wickets he bowls very quickly you get through an over in between one and two minutes um, every ball will be on the spot and players don't get a chance to stop and breathe so it can really really tie the noose and they feel they have to go to something big against uh, Bumrah or Ashwin or or Ishan we just didn't have that today whenever the more established bowlers have built up a, um, a head of steam and some real good pressure then the uh, the release valve went when uh, Shabazz or Washington came on a little bit of a gripe from me off the back of what you just said there not from not from you but there was a moment where I think it was a run out, um, which very early on in Joe Root's innings, where there was a kind of sideways on kind of replay. And they went through whether Ishant had taken the bails off cleanly or not about 10 times when quite evidently behind him, Joe Root was well in. And I'm thinking, you talk about slow over rates. Well, replaying DRS decisions where it's obviously not out or a run out like that over and over again, you're just wasting time. And it just annoys me when you're talking about slow over rates. Cricket doesn't help itself in that situation. Neil, England's first innings here, as an Indian supporter, currently 263 for three, when do you start getting a little bit edgy? What do England need to get in this first innings to make India start to think, oh, we're up against it now? On this pitch, I think par is going to be over 400, between four and 450. If we don't get roots... And by the time that England get to 350, unless there's a complete collapse at the other end, then I'll really start to get quite worried because as long as he can get over his cramp after a nice and prune juice and ice baths and whatever, then he'll come hard again. And his fitness is such that you can expect him to be at, at full strength, at least for the first two sessions tomorrow, assuming he stays in. And the speed that which he, he scores... Um, is quite frightening at times, um, especially in Test cricket. BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4, 
starter kit all the way to pro level kit. They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Sam and Ash, um, either of you can come in on this one. We saw the uh, England, I mean, we've obviously talked about England's potential 11 in this test match till the cows come home, but Don Best preferred to Moen Alley. Jimmy Anderson played ahead of uh, Stuart Broad, the two kind of headline selections, I guess. It was obvious that Dan Lawrence was going to play and Joffrey would play too. Are you in agreement with that, uh, Sam Bess over, over Moen Alley to start with? Yeah, for me, I think... Bess, I know everyone says, oh, he got that five for and he didn't bowl particularly well, but he is learning and, and getting better. And they've. I can never get that, Sam, when people say that, because what, well, what do you expect him to do? Hand the wickets back? You know, well, he, yeah. he, he might not have bowled particularly well, but he got a five for. That's, yeah, fair, well, fair enough. Criticise him if he gets none for 150, but not if he gets five for 30. He might not have bowled fantastically, but he's still got the wickets. No, exactly. And I think whatever, whatever your position in terms of who you would rather see play based on talent out of Bess and Ali. They're, England, it's clearly a strategy. They they clearly are going for Bess and looking to develop him. And so actually, if you are going to go down that road, you have to commit to it. There's no point in dipping him in and out. If they are thinking, okay, he's going to be our frontline spinner this year, then then roll with it and give him a chance. And I think I, I have no qualms with the selection. I think Broad and Anderson, you know, could go either way. Anderson probably in because of how well he bowled in the last test, Broad will probably play the next one and they might both play in the day-night game, I'd have thought. So um, no qualms with the selection from me at all, particularly once Crawley got that broken wrist. You know, Moen's not played much cricket recently yeah. at all. Yeah, you get the impression with the, the Broad-Anderson thing now that England have learned a little bit from last summer, don't you? That you know, the communication, they, it was obvious to me they were going to rotate them through last summer, but they just nobody ever, nobody told Stuart Broad. I think they've actually sat them down and actually maybe talked them through it a little bit more now, which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that helps. You need the players to be on board with that. And it does seem, you know, was it Broad's press conference? Uh, well, very early after that first West Indies test, Broad made it relatively clear that it wasn't necessarily a theory that he subscribed to or hadn't had it properly explained. Well, he thought, he'd been, dro- he thought he'd been dropped, didn't he? And yeah. he quite patently hadn't been dropped. He was being rotated. And now we're in a position where they both outwardly at least seem to have accepted that. And there will be games where they, I'm sure they both play together, like I said, the third test. But for the time being, they both bought into it. They're both, it really helps Joe root that, I think. You know, they're both really senior pros. So I think that's just how we can expect them to be used moving forward. Ash Moen Ali, I tweeted out earlier on today that I, I just wonder if Moen Ali now, I thought for some time, does he actually really want red ball cricket? Is this now time for Moen to think, right, let's just invest myself in white ball cricket. Let's earn a few quid playing franchise stuff and let's think about the World T20. Maybe the future isn't for me in five-day cricket. Yeah, I can't disagree, to be honest. I was really glad to wake up this morning and see the team news had done best because I felt like he deserved that spot. They've stuck with him for the last year, so it had just been really quite daft in the first test in India to replace him with someone who hasn't played for England in a good while in Red Bull cricket and hasn't played any Red Bull cricket. I think with Moeen, it's probably best for him and for England if they, they change this now and they look at it and say, actually, we really need Moeen to be on fire and top form at the T20 World Cup and invest in him being the star man at number seven 
or number six or eight, wherever, in, in that England lineup in a few months' time when we're back in India. I just I find it a difficult one. He's obviously very talented. He's done it in the past, but we're in the here and now, and I think the only place where he's going to be of worth, of use to England, really, is in that T20 team. Yeah, I, I don't get the thing with Moe and Ali. I, I love him as a bloke, and I think he's a terrific player when he's on song. And four years ago, he was, you know, he was making a fist of Test cricket, but hasn't played a first-class game since June 2019. He's got no form at all to bring into a Test match. And we saw last time he was played in Test matches, and he was exposed a little bit. It affected him mentally, and I don't think it's actually fair on Moen really to throw him into an Indian series and you know, potentially get pelters for that. I mean, can you imagine today, Ash, if? Uh, if India had finished 263 for three after the spinners got no turn, what the English fans would be saying about Bess Leach and Co. It'd, it'd be carnage. Oh yeah, I think um, we'd have been, we'd have seen plenty of comments from the press and from fans saying this this is our issue. Would our spinners just aren't good enough? And I think England have maybe today for this this today for me has shown that maybe England aren't actually that far off India when they haven't got Jadeja in the team. I don't think Leach and Bess are any worse than what I've seen from Sundar and Nadim today, to be honest. And so that's what's making me think actually England have got a decent chance in, the, in this game. And I think, as you say, we, it's lucky that they maybe haven't bowled today because I think they'd be getting a lot a lot of criticism. And I think if Moe and Ali had played, we'd have been bowling first today. I think, I think there'd have been quite a lot of people jumping on Ed Smith's back after today. I think Ravi um, Ashwin will have a big part to play in this series. I thought he bowled quite nicely today. Neil, the Chennai surface, I'm sure you've seen more test matches uh, at that ground than I have. It looked a little bit sort of uh, patchwork quilty, three different colours there. There was kind of clay soil poking through. There was short grass, there was longer grass. There was already signs, I think, that the, the bowler's foot marks and the ball was starting to maybe just spit a little bit out of those towards the end of day one. How much will that deteriorate? How whichever teams ends up batting last on that track, if it does um, combust before our very eyes, it could be a tricky chase, couldn't it? I think it will be a very tricky chase if um, they get us to day five and you've got any more than sort of 120, uh, 150 to get. It tends to be a very good batting track for the first couple of days. It's um, a classic stereotypical Asian pitch in, in that regards where it'll be, very good for batting for the first couple of days. Um, and then it will turn on a sixpence and become a raging Bunsen. And you're going to have to do well to, at the very least, slow England down if they're not picking up wickets. It may be a, um, a second innings game. And that in itself brings its own pressure to England when they come uh, to bat the second time around. We saw what happened to Sri Lanka in the second test where they went very hard to get a decent total and ended up falling over like a house of cards. So it's going to be a very interesting one to watch. I think also the curator, it's the first time he's prepared first-class pitch. Really? I, I read that somewhere on Twitter, which is just bizarre to me. Well, I did say, um, Neil, on commentary today, that if, you were a, if you're an agricultural student at the college and you turned up and that was your pitch, that was your project, and you turned up with that pitch, I, I would have thought you might fail because it doesn't look like a cricket pitch. Um, he might play fantastically for five days, but I'm not so sure that that might not actually fall apart to, towards the end of day three or something and we could actually end up with a very uh, a flurry of wickets and a, a very quick finish. Neil, on the preview, 
you gave me a 4-0. I'm going to ask you this every single time you come on, all of you, on your prediction whether you've changed it. Um, we've seen one day out of 20. I know it's very, very early. Um, you said 4-0. Do, do you stand by that? Way too early for me to cash out there. Looking at Rishabh Pant to do what Karen and I did last time round, whatever England put on, aim to get a uh, another 100, 150 on top of that. And then the pressure will be on England to actually set a target in their second innings. Ash, your prediction for the uh, series uh, was what? Remind me. 3-1 to India. Have you seen enough to uh, suggest that might be either too pessimistic or too optimistic? Um, after today, I'm thinking maybe I was being a little bit pessimistic. I still think India will win the series, but I'm thinking maybe having seen how we've batted, maybe there is a draw in there as well. Maybe it could be 2-1, but it's still too too early to say, really, it's I would still say. A, still a seriously good Indian side, isn't it? And there's a long way to go in this four-test match series. Sam, you didn't come on the preview. I accept your apologies, but what would your prediction have been ahead of uh, today's play? I am an optimist, James. So I was going to go, or I would have gone 2-1 England. Oh, and have you seen anything to change that opinion? No, nope, I'm quite happy. As you say, India are a wonderful side, but so are England. And I don't know, we seem to get into this rut of, in this country of, of trying to pull holes in, like pull apart every little string there is to tug at in our own teams. But I'm confident, James. I thought he was going to break out into Jerusalem there. He's getting very uh, nationalistic. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The first day has gone. We've got potentially another 19 left in this series. I have been looking forward to this India This is England test series since before I was born, I think, almost. I've been living for this moment and it's not letting us down just yet. It's intriguing test cricket. It's hard test cricket and it's two very good sides. I still think India probably just have the edge. England have made a very good fist of day number one. Join us again tomorrow. We'll be back with our review of the second day of the Test match in uh, Chennai. But Neil, Sam and Ash, thanks for joining me today. Cheers, James. James. Looking forward to the next four days. Thanks, James. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you're enjoying the cricket. I hope you're enjoying that it's on Channel 4 in the UK, wherever you are in the world, whether you're in India, England or anywhere else. Stay tuned to the Test Match Dailies as we go through this series. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.